the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. This morning, along with George Allman, Mark and Ken are off doing other things this morning. Good morning, George. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are I, you doing? I'm well, thank you. You know, it, when he said, you know, do you have a green thumb, and you started looking at yours. Well, you well looked, I looked at mine as well. You know, I gave you a thumbs up, but you, I looked you spent at mine, 15 seconds. or Well, because it's kind of a yellowish color. Yeah. And I did shower, and I've washed my hands. And it still has. Do you, can you you can see that, can't can. you? It's, it looks like it's that well well. It's dirty. It looks like it's got a lot of dirt ground into it. And I I brushed it too, and I scrunged it, but it still is dirty. That you know what that's from? Working in the garden, maintaining a green thumb. Actually, I, I wish that is, but it's from pomegranate. It's ah, the yellowish yes. oh, of yeah, the pomegranate. Absolutely. I've been eating right. a lot of pomegranates lately, and so they've and stained my bring thumb. Some in this morning. Yeah, they're in the seat of my on the seat of my car instead of in the studio for us to discuss and show everybody what they look like. But I, it's hard to do on radio. It is, and, and I think we're at the end of our crop this year. So oh, I'm sadly. just I am into the wheelhouse right now. Good I have you. two loaded trees. Um, did I ask you how you were this morning? I think we we got that. Well, Good. tell Thank us you. again, just in I'm case. I'm doing well. Excellent. And Excellent. yourself? I am well as as well. I am as well also, It was a little too. drizzly this morning. Did you notice that? It was. And more so here than in Poway. And more so here than in almost Hamul. But we need it. We need drizzle? We, well, it's moisture, and we need the moisture, absolutely. And we're expecting some rain. They keep throwing around the phrase atmospheric river to uh, describe the maybe quarter of an inch of rain we're going to get on Monday. Can't we just say it's a quarter of an inch of rain? And now Northern California is expecting a great deal more. In fact, you were reading me uh, a weather the other day. For for Eureka. Well, for here, and I thought you were, and I was very excited about the quantities of rain you were telling me. They're expecting rain every day for the next almost week and significant amounts in Northern and Central California where it really does matter. It does. They should get some, some snow up there as well. Awesome. And we're going to get our quarter to a half an inch, and we're supposed to be cool and drizzly between now and then, and then it's supposed to dry out and warm up. But if you're going to, well, see, I'm going to take advantage of this. I took a bag of annual ryegrass seed to my folks' house, and my dad would like to see a green front lawn this winter. So he has a Bermuda lawn? Okay. Bermuda weed and a gopher patch. Domesticated weeds. Domesticated weeds. So we're going to put out that this weekend, and I think I should have done it yesterday because the drizzle would help, but I didn't. So I, think, I can only do it today. I think we're going to put a little bit more fescue seed down since it's nice out and damp and get those to take take root. Did, what kind of seed? Fescue. Oh, you're going to do the real thing. Well, we have a mostly fescue lawn with some domesticated weeds. Well, in some parts, mostly domesticated weeds. See, I'm a big fan of ultimately it's all going to be Bermuda anyway, you, so why not? Oh, no, you are a big fan of Bermuda. Go. We've talked about that. I, I, I think it's it's a tough lawn. It's It needs less water, but it... I don't think it looks as good. Plus, it's dormant in the winter, and you'll say, well, you can throw the rye down as you're going to do for your folks. But the other piece is it migrates into everything. So if you have a flower bed, you have Bermuda. If you have a vegetable garden, you have Bermuda. If you have a flower pot nearby, you have Bermuda in that flower pot eventually. So I don't like I that. would submit to you, Mr. Allman, Captain USNRET, that <laughs> that would happen 
regardless of whether and or not you have a Bermuda lawn, because just, Bermuda's everywhere anyway. It's it all is, around that but property, you can, you can, regardless. You can get rid of it. No, you can't. Turf lawn ester. Yes. In a, in a fescue lawn. Yes. And it'll drift onto your flowers and shrubs and kill them as well, and you won't well, have to worry about Well, that's if you apply it incorrectly. It doesn't dr- I mean, how, are you saying that you can't use any product because it might drift? No. I okay. am suggesting to you that because Bermuda is ubiquitous. It is very much so. That and that's a pretty big even word. Even if you get it, it is a big yeah. word. Don't ask me to say And not only it. is it ubiquitous, but it's everywhere. It, it is. It's everywhere. Right. See, I want to use that when we're talking about uh, citrus leaf miner, but I'm afraid to. Why? Because I don't know if if it sounds wrong. If it if people everybody knows what ubiquitous is, and so that's the best word in my mind to describe citrus leaf miner. It's a good word for it. Yeah. So so you're you're assuming that you would you, you don't want to be condescending to people. Correct. And and condescending and, means talking down. When I don't down. know it. When I don't know it. When <laughs> condescending it's not means talking down to people, David. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. <laughs> I love that line. Um, yes, when I'm condescending, I want it to be intentional. Purposeful. You want it to be very purposeful. Yes, I okay. don't want to do it accident. I don't want to be an accidental condescender. Right. You have you want to, you want to do it with with gusto and how did and, we get here? Okay. Where, how did we get here? I don't know. Do you want to talk about classes? No, 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 no. We have to talk about we 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 were, we're weather. This right. is the first quarter hour, George. Yeah, it is. Um, just because Ken isn't here doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, kind of does, but. Um, so we had a beautiful, full, clear moon all week, clear skies. We and did. then the space station was supposed to go over these last couple of mornings, and it's been overcast, ruined all of that. Now we have the beginning of our moist period, which is going to be a decent rain, but it is not going to be a deep soaking rain. Uh, less than a half an inch of rain, which is most, most areas of our county are expecting, is not going to be a soaking rain, but it will help to delay a watering or reduce the amount of watering for this week. But don't consider it a soaking, and again, pots, don't consider it a watering of your container gardens. So if you fertilize right now... You may have to supplement after the rain with a little extra water. There we go. And I should probably take some of those open bags of fertilizer in my yard and apply them just prior to this. They're much better for the plants if they're applied. So we did that the last rain that we expected, uh, went out and... Fertilized every fruit tree, particularly the citrus. I did too. Now, sir, now that brings us, if you would like to, do we have classes coming up this weekend at both locations? We Walter Anderson do have classes this week. So in San Diego at 9 o'clock, we have fall veggies with Josh. And I guess there's a theme here with, with fall and vegetables because in, San Diego, in, in Poway at 9.30, we have keeping your fall and winter gardens, vegetable gardens thriving with Brigitte from the San Diego Seed Company. I've had a lot of people ask me what Brigitte is going to be talking about this morning, and I really don't know because it's Brigitte's class. So hopefully she will remember to wake up and call us later this morning and and let us know what the heck she's going to be talking about. Um, Hopefully it'll be all things past, present, and future in your fall vegetable garden. Does that kind of... I would say that's probably pretty accurate. And for those of you who have not heard... Brigitte speak. She's she's a pretty good. She's she's dynamic. She's dynamic. fun. Um, she knows her topic very well, and so you 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 get a lot of information out of it, and it's an enjoyable class to sit through as well. Funny thing, a few years ago, she told me she was. I'm I'm trying to remember what the exchange was, but she said I'm kind of a big deal, you know, <laughs> and so I I don't ever let that go anymore. So we'll have to make sure we work that into the conversation today, okay? She's we kind shall. of a big deal, and she will be at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway, but that is in no way to diminish Josh's presentation at Walter Anderson Nursery in the San Diego. That's right. Also, area. fall vegetables, and it's a great time to get the fall vegetables in if you haven't done so. Still, plenty of time. I have a bag of. Short day onions in my car, ready for planting sometime soon. How long ago did you buy those? Because I think I sent you a photograph of those that you left behind in the office a week ago. I purchased them one week ago today. Right. I put them in my car two days ago today. <laughs> two days ago today? Two days ago. I know. It, yeah. <laughs> and I'll take some of them out maybe when I'm distributing annual ryegrass at my folks' house. Maybe I'll put some... Uh, Short day onions in one of their. Planters. It was the white ones, the snowball. The snowballs. And and I actually uh, we we got we put a bunch maybe half of that bag in the same Saturday that I think I purchased them and brought them home. 
put them and right into the ground. Probably, you know, Captain Segway. What else should we mention right here, right now, about short day onions, real quickly, while we're that we're in going there. to be getting some in the starts, the starts. But the I don't remember the date. Is it, is it next? It's November, right? Early the middle, November. The middle of November. Okay. We should have them at both locations for a very short time, and they're highly perishable because they are bare root bundles of starts. Yes, and easy to plant. Uh, we went through the last of our onions maybe about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, that we planted last year. We had so many onions. It was an incredible crop. We we spoke about my not harvesting my onions, correct? We I was have. out looking through the weed patch and dead flower head of my onion garden, and there's lots of new onions coming up. So the bulbs, whatever remnant of the bulbs must have been left in the ground, have now started to emerge. We We were working in the garden last evening, and I had pointed out to Capri that there are Onions coming up everywhere, but they're from seeds because I am a lazy gardener and typically a couple plants go to seed. Plus, bees love onions. And so when onions go to seed, the bees flock all over. I wonder. And now we have all these seeds coming up. I'll have to look and see if those are seeds or bulbs because I did, uh, I'm assuming after the flowers came seeds, came maybe plants. Right. We have a bunch. I had bees too. Um, what are next week's classes since I so rudely interrupted you? That's all right. You, uh, you know, we it's it's autumn. It's it's going into winter. It's a great time to get to your fall, to your fruit trees. So in San Diego, they're going to be, there's a class at nine o'clock next week on the 30th on dormant spraying. James is going to teach that, dormant spraying your trees. And then we also have a similar class in Poway, uh, fall and winter fruit tree care with Richard Wright. So he'll get into spraying, uh, Probably feeding because he's a November feeder, so he'll talk about that. Uh, spraying both uh, horticultural oil and dormant sprays, basics like, and basics of trimming. I would imagine. Right, pruning. And anything else you want to know? Well, all kinds of stuff that you want to know. He'll answer all your questions. What if if somebody wants to plant a new orchard? Well, you know what? I think we have some uh, bare root fruit trees coming soon, and we're going to have some classes on that uh, in Speaking the upcoming of months. Speaking of dynamic speakers. Speaking of dynamic speakers, and we should get into that later, um, but Tom Spellman, in fact, it was our, our Wednesday Wisdom this week, was on backyard orchard culture and you know planning your backyard orchard culture and things that are different between having smaller trees in your yard and a commercial orchard. And Tom Spellman from Dave Wilson Nursery will be here November 10th in a special class Wednesday night at 6 p.m., which we don't do a lot of night at classes. At Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway. And he is, as you just mentioned, speaking of a dynamic speaker, uh, if you're a, a, veg- a fruit tree grower, rather. If you're you, a vegetable? Well, yeah, but well, we're not talking about me. If you are a fruit tree grower, uh, you know Tom Spellman, and you've watched his videos or uh, the videos from Dave Wilson Nursery on planting and pruning and maintaining a backyard orchard culture and high-intensity planting and such. So he's going to be in Poway the 10th of November, Wednesday night, 6 p.m., uh, and it's an RSVP class because we have. It's going to be big, so please give we us a call. We need to properly prepare for it. So, right. if you would like to participate, if you want to come to that that Wednesday evening uh, presentation, please give us a call at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway and put your name on the list so we know how many people to prepare for. Um, everything, if everything goes according to plan, we will have Farmer John All Beef Franks available. Complimentary Farmer John All Beef Franks will be served that evening as well. If, if memory serves, he, the last time he did a class for us was in September of 2016, and it was packed. And I've told you what my nugget was from that class. Do you remember what my nugget was from that class? I don't remember that, but it was there was Bermuda grass. We'll come back to that after the break. I'll tell you about his talk, talking about Bermuda grass. But what okay. was your nugget? I don't remember him talking about Nugget, but he he was saying regardless of whether your focus is fruit trees or landscape or whatever you have, whatever you pleases yes, you, yeah. make sure you design and develop and maintain your yard so that it is a destination place for you, so that it is your retreat when you get home that's a place to go and and enjoy. A and welcoming place. I never, I never thought about it that way. Certainly that's the way I look at my property. And mine is all filled with fruit trees so that I can, you know, walk and eat. But anyway, if you would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 and KPRZ. We'll be back. We'll be back right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. Why? I didn't look I didn't, the same. You didn't look the same. And welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Loss, David Loss, <laughs> along with George Allman. I have no name, idea why name. I cannot speak this morning. Um, I am still David Ross, along with George Allman. Mark and Ken are out doing other things this morning, hopefully enjoying themselves, hopefully sleeping. Hopefully sleeping, but yeah. Welcome back. Before we went into the break... Uh, we were talking, well, if you want to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, just like we did this morning to, to get, get in here. The building, right? um, before we went into the break, we were talking about the special evening class that Tom Spellman is going to be facilitating at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway. And I took away this wonderful nugget about making your yard a place you want to be. And you similarly took away some wonderful nugget about Bermuda grass. Is that well, true? That after, is true. After, so, <clears throat> yeah, after Tom's dynamic speech, you know, we, he was talking about the benefits of mulch, and, and we tout the benefits of mulch on a regular basis. Oh, you know? I think I know where you're going. And here. he said, you know, the, the, the mint, it suppresses weeds. He talk, he goes, so it's, uh, it retains moisture. It keeps the roots cool. It increases the microbial activity, and it suppresses weeds. And I leaned over to my coworker, and I said, except for Bermuda grass, because it, it'll grow in there. And Tom said suppresses weeds. Well, except for Bermuda grass, which it'll be a, a nursery for Bermuda grass, and you'll have nothing but Bermuda grass growing throughout your mulch. So just back to the original discussion. Well, that's very with, funny because that's what I noticed about my mulch as well. It, and it, it grows through my straw bales. It that, grows through everything. Yes, it does. Yes. So that's my nugget from Tom, that Bermuda grass is ubiquitous and everywhere. At it's ubiquitous time, and everywhere at, at, the, at, same at the same time? At the same time. I... That's I had, what I wanted. I, I had to say it that way because it's otherwise I'd be condescending to you, and I didn't want to. What do does that. condescending it mean? It means talking down to people. Okay. David. Um, I think we have a call. I think you're right. Well, why don't we take a look at that call? Let's get out to Lakeside and talk to Charlotte. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning. Um, I have a question about the. I think they're called leaf miners <laughs> in my. In my citrus trees, I, I'm having trouble getting rid of them. So not only are they ubiquitous and everywhere, but they're in lakeside in your citrus trees as well. Is that true, Charlotte? They're all over. All the new growth is totally infested, and the leaves curl up. Yes. Well, that, what, what's good about that yellow. is what's good about that if that it's only in the new growth is that they haven't changed their their technique yet because they only hit the new growth. So in Lakeside, they're still acting the way they are in the rest of the state, it appears. So what we did find out is the one of the products that we recommend is Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. and Which is a microbial insecticide with a bacteria called Spinosad, and it has a unique property. Thank you, George, for bringing that back to me because I'm the one that gets to say I know, that's why I it stopped. is translaminar. It penetrates the leaf and protects it for up to a month from the inside out. So it'll get rid of the bugs that are there and protect it for a month. And, having, and how, how, do you, how do you apply it? Well, having for the first time ever that I can remember actually applying a product that I had to take care of a problem, instead of just taking it home and putting it on the shelf, I hooked it up. It comes in a hose end sprayer, one of the... It comes in a concentrate, a ready-to-use, and a ready-to-spray. The ready-to-spray, you just hook right up to the hose, turn on the hose, and turn on the, on the sprayer, and it properly proportions without you having to mix or do anything. And after having done that to my citrus, the, the leaves, the following leaves or subsequent leaves came out clean. And it was immediate, and it was obvious how well it worked. It is designed to be used once a month for six months, labeled for use six times a year on your citrus, which is perfect because 
because the moth, it's a tiny little moth that's laying an egg, and that moth is active from mid to late May until about November, like October, November. So if you start mid-May and spray once a month, May, June, July, August, September, October, that takes care of and protects your leaves throughout the entire season um, of the citrus leaf miner. So that's the way to take care of it, in my opinion. And that's the way to take care of the miner when it's in the leaves. By, by doing periodic spraying on the tree with any um, oil, whether it's neem oil, horticultural oil, even insecticidal soap will kill the moth when the moth is flying around the tree and, and, being, and you know, sitting on the leaves. But to actually kill it in the leaf, you need the um, spinosad, Captain Jack's dead bug brew. Captain Jack's, okay, and even if I can't get all the way under all the leaves and everything, it'll work? <laughs> yes, because it's translaminar. You, you, the thorough coverage that is needed with a horticultural oil, for instance, is not quite as important. It's still important, but not as important with the spinosad because of its translaminar properties. Oh, you're using that word a lot, but one, one precaution for you is that the product that spinosad is moderately toxic to honeybees so we want to spray while it is wet while it is wet so you spray at night so it has a chance to dry before morning and and not uh, be detrimental to the bees and you wouldn't want to spray when a citrus tree is in full bloom you'd want to avoid that but that because of the timing may through october that should help you to minimize exposure to bees great Thank you so much. You're welcome, Charlotte. Thanks for the phone call. It's, sure. Take care. You know, it's funny. We see the, the damage from the citrus leaf miner. It's everywhere, I tell you. Um, but initially, it's just the the distortion of the leaves. Right. But then as the summer sun burns that damaged portion of the leaf, then it looks even worse fall through winter. And that insect didn't exist in the, in the U.S. till the 70s. It was a, a noted pest in Australia in the 40s, and it made it here in the 70s. And it's particularly in Florida, I think, in 93, and made its I'm trying way to think of some clever thing to say about the 70s. But if you'd said the 60s, that had something. But never mind. Well, let's head to Larry in Oceanside and talk about a planter box. Doesn't that sound yeah, exciting? Uh, Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Um, I'm making a uh, planter box for a daughter, a raised bed pot, um, you know, for a garden years ago i got a list from you of what's what you should do to start a new planter box i went to a local uh guy up here in oceanside they want 110 dollars for a yard of they call it garden and vegetable soil i thought you could make your own what's the ingredients basically gypsum um manure chicken manure um that you should put in to make a, a raised bed probably eight foot by uh four foot well, the square foot gardening recipe was one to one to one peat moss, compost, and vermiculite. And soil science is just that. It is a science. And potting soil or raised bed soil is very, very important. And it isn't just taking a bunch of stuff and stuffing it into the to the raised planter that you have because it will not be hospitable unless it's properly proportioned and uh, facilitates the movement of air and water through it. And a lot of the soils that you purchase, the topsoils and the garden soils and things like that, are more designed to be open and out in the out in the open ground. And you put them in the constraints of a raised bed, they start to compact and water doesn't move through them. And when water doesn't move through them, then air doesn't get down to the roots and plants die. So, um, and conversely, uh, conversely, using something that is a, a a medium that's used for the ground will not hold enough moisture, and it's not designed yeah. for it either. So, I would uh, one hundred and ten dollars for a yard of potting soil, which is in essence what you are getting, is not that awful, especially if it includes the uh, the delivery. That's usually what what ends up costing you. Uh, you can get. A cubic foot and a half of potting soil for what about eleven dollars or twelve dollars? Yeah, there's a, uh, EB Stone has a raised bed potting mix as well, and that's well. ten bucks, I right. think, for one and a half cubic feet. So uh, twenty-seven, right? I so, think it's about twenty-seven bags. So no, no, twenty-seven cubic feet right. in a I yard. Mean, that's so, right. so one and a half. About, I don't know. 15? 15, 16 no, bags. Eighteen. Eighteen bags. 
So 180 bucks. So it's still cheaper to do it that way. But I have found frequently that when you buy a material like that by the truckload or by the yard, that it compacts when you put it into the bed, and you still have to amend it with mulch. So be very careful. You may still have to do that. The beauty of the bagged material is it is more easily uh, transportable. Right. I was going to say transferable, but that wasn't the right I knew where you were going. Um, And it, it, it is more easily moved around well transportable it's more, yeah. <laughs> it still is um and if you live closer to the nursery there wouldn't be a delivery charge but all the way to oceanside it is going to cost you so uh take a look at what the soil is before you buy it to see what you're going to have to do is it is it going to be plantable directly do you have are you going to have to amend it um if you want to get a sample of it and bring it by, we'll take a look at it. We don't do an analysis of it, but we'll look at it and see if it looks like it's something that's going to need mulch uh, to be amended into it afterwards. Yeah, so that one-to-one-to-one thing is if I maybe take some of my stuff I got in my garden and transport it and try it. I'm trying to make my own, and, and I'm cheap, so uh, I thought I'd do it we, that we way. We use the but, word uh, thrifty, yeah. not not cheap, thrifty. You David is thrifty. cheap. Other people are thrifty. Um, the if you want to use soil from your garden, uh, then you're going to use that with a generous amount of compost of organic matter to mix in to space it out. Because when you dig that out of the ground and put it into this raised bed, it's going to compact. Right. So uh, the the product that we sell is the EB Stone Big Harvest Garden Soil. It's a three cubic foot compressed bale that's thirteen dollars, I think. And it has organic fertilizers in it, worm castings. Chicken manure, uh, alpha meal, I think. It will help get your, your soil spaced out and started. Yeah, I think that's what I got from you guys last time. It's uh, a great a couple product. Years ago. That's designed to be mixed in with the soil where you're going to be planting, though. It is not a planting medium by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what I, I've gotten. All right, y'all. I'll, I'll be by there today. All righty, sir. We'll see you later. Thanks for calling. Thanks. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye. If you would like to give us a call, what's that number, George? Let's see if you... 888-344-1170. I called it this morning. Yes, you did. That's 888-344-1170. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't you start telling me what to do, sir. (laughs) George. That's George, John, not you. Um... Can we go back to pomegranates for a minute? I, we got all off off track with this thing. Well, we can, but before that, may I may I say something else about the soils? Because of course I, I, had you a, may. I had a customer come in once. It would make with, more sense since yeah, that's what we were just talking segue about. Segue from there. A gentleman came in with uh, some photographs of, of his plants that were just doing poorly in, in pretty good sized pots. And after a lot of discussion, he was using the EB Stone garden soil, which we were just talking about is a great medium to mix with native soil. And he said it just seemed like the plants were never, uh, never wet enough. He'd water it, and they always looked like they were thirsty. They were just declining. And after a lot of forensics, we found out he was using a, a planting mix versus a potting soil. And it just wouldn't hold that the moisture. A, that's a very, very important distinction. It is. And a lot of people don't. Well, we'll, I guess we will talk about that a little bit later. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. is all right now is it not george is indeed you are listening to garden talk here on am 1170 kcbq and kprz i am david ross along with george allman mark and ken are out today 
If you would like to participate in this morning's show, give us a call at 888-344-1170. Just like Brenda in Poway did, who wants to talk about plant crickets. Does that mean when she talks about plants, there's crickets, we don't hear anything? Good morning, Brenda. Tell us about plant crickets, or ask us, I guess, about plant crickets. Well, my niece found a Jerusalem cricket. I thought it was a potato bug, but that's what I called them. And she realized recently that the exciting grub infestation in two of my, maybe more of my raised beds, they might be uh, the potato, the source of these Jerusalem crickets. So sure enough, it looks like in looking online, that's the problem. I have so many of these dumb grubs, which I was happy to give to my chickens and they love it, but I don't know. What should I do to get rid of them? I would say just what you're doing. When you find them, when you encounter them, give them to your chickens. When I was hiking this week, when I was hiking this week, we came across a Jerusalem cricket, potato bug, or do you have a botanical name? I mean, a uh, an actual scientific name for us, George? A uh, Stenopelmatis fuscus. Yes, the Stenopelmatis fuscus <laughs> um, has been quite ubiquitous this year, and <laughs> and, and quite common as well. <laughs> um, I have not differentiated the grubs I've come across uh, or dissected them to find out which, what they are to. I would be surprised if they are to an infestation of Jerusalem crickets, but it could be. More likely but beetles as well, though. They're regardless, beetles, right. or without regard to, or irregardless, I would just, when you're, when you're digging in the garden, when you're replanting, when you're preparing, I physically remove them. Since you have chickens, you don't have to find a neighbor with whom to share them. So you can just take them to your own chickens. They will love you for them and give you extra eggs. Um, if you want to deal with them organically or naturally, I would think the uh, soil beneficial nematodes would be the way to grow to go, but I wouldn't bother. Yeah, mo- most of the grubs we have other than some turf grubs are harmless to our, our roots. Now, the Jerusalem crickets will eat non-woody roots, but it's usually considered not not significant enough to worry about, according to UCIP, Integrated Pest Management. Okay. Are you okay with that? And I guess more importantly, is your niece going to be okay with that? Do we need to get your niece on the phone and have a little kumbaya meeting here? Are we going to be okay? (laughs) No, she's back in L.A., So, but I will tell her when she gets back, she can help me pull out the grubs. All righty. Any other questions, Brenda? All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. That's it for now. All righty. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. We have a quick, well, not a quick, let's go to Brigitte, um, because she's kind of a big deal last time I checked. Brigitte from San Diego Seed, who is going to be speaking at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway this morning at 9.30. At 9.30. That was a long time. She is a big deal. Is it true? Is it true, Brigitte? Have you graduated? Uh, I think I would say kind of. I have a sign on my desk that says kind of a big deal, so I don't think I've graduated from, you know, being a big deal to just kind of a big deal. We're going to have to update your sign. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's we'll wait, wait till the class. We'll wait till after <laughs> class, and then we'll reevaluate. Uh, thank yeah, you for um, I ha- thank you for. Getting I haven't up. done a I haven't done a live class in oh I don't know like a year now. So let's wait till after this class and see how I do because. I may have forgotten how to teach, and I and I might not even be funny anymore. So let's see how this class goes before you decide if, if I'm going to graduate. All right. I uh, hadn't realized that we were just kind of a proving ground. We're a te- yeah, the, test bed. The Yuma, the Yuma, Yuma proving Yuma, ground? Yeah, so. We're a test bed for you to see if you, yes. you still have your mojo. I'm feeling kind of used yeah. now. but So we've had people asking what you are going to be talking about today, and I thought maybe – you would give us a ballpark idea. I don't want to pin you down um, at this early hour, but do you have an idea of which way you're going to go with your class this morning? Yeah, so we're going to talk about fall and winter veggie planting, um, and we are going to cover all of those bases, so the what, where, when, why of you know how you start your seeds, why you would want to, how you can successfully transplant, and then protect. Many people have already started their fall garden, so we're going to be talking about how you can protect those transplants and really get them thriving up until 
uh, they really start producing. So a lot of people kind of overlook fall gardening, and it's one of the best times. It's cooler. It's we get free rain from you know free water from the sky. That's that's a great time to be gardening. I, I think you and I have spoken about this, Bridget, but I, I prefer my winter garden, my fall winter garden, because of what you just said. It's so much easier to do. You, you don't have to worry about watering anywhere near as much. It's it's just easy to grow, and there's good yeah, stuff exactly. to eat. Yeah, yeah. I know some people, you know, get a little bored with the the vegetable plants that you eat during the fall and the winter because they are heavily, you know, dark leafy greens, um, those type of things. But yeah, it's one of my favorites. I feel like I can just kind of relax a little bit and let nature do what it's supposed to do and not have to monitor every single minute. Agree. We agree. Cool. Well, we're, <laughs> we're super excited. I brought some, some informational like handouts of just kind of what we're going to go over today. Um, and I will be there early just in case, but I know the class starts at 9.30 on the dot. <laughs> well, in, in Poway, there's a problem with the time-space continuum, so we have been kind of messing with 9.31, 9.32 being 9.30, but we're torn between wanting to accommodate those who come in late with rewarding the people that show up on time and yeah. it's a difficult thing not not for me i start at nine thirty. when the bells ring i start teaching because it's nine thirty, and people showed up and so we try to yeah you're ruthless to, like that i'm ruthless like that yes <laughs> well i will try to start on time too because i have a lot to cover and um, i'm sure people have a lot of questions so i want to get through all of the material in time uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, this is the first live class that I've done in a long time. So I'm very, very excited about it. We're looking forward to it. And we know, you know, from past experience that you're a great speaker. And, However, and I'm sure past experience is no <laughs> indicator of future, future results. results. So but we'll we see. <laughs> That's our prospectus yeah, for today. No, we know you're going to do fine. And, and uh, the people are going to be rewarded, but with a great class and a lot good, of useful information. Good luck, Brigitte. We're all counting on you. We know you can do this. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll Alrighty. see uh, afterwards. You can give me a, a you know a one to ten review, and we'll see how it goes. I'm going to give you a piece of masking tape to put over the kinda and just say big deal. And then All it'll right. be temporary. So if she turns if she out to be back, just kinda, we we'll just off. rip it off. Right. That's excellent. Thank you very much for calling, Brigitte. We've got quite a couple of other calls coming in, so I hate to rush you off. I would much like I would like to talk to you longer, but I guess I'll just have to wait till I see you at the nursery. Yes, we will see you soon. Thanks Thank for the call. And, and I want to, John, I hold off. I know you were in line first, but I would like to talk to general question Mark for just a moment, just in case. Uh, good morning, Mark. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. That's why me? I wanted to. I can hear you. How are you, Mark Mahady? Well, I'm doing great. But you should take John. Go ahead and take John. I mean, he's probably got more important things to talk well, he's about. He's going to talk about a corpse flower, but what is more important? Okay. Oh. Okay. Will you will you hang yeah. on? If I, I didn't want to leave oh, you on course. hold. I, okay. The only way I can listen to you right now is through the phone, so it's better. All right. So okay. you stay on hold, and we'll go talk to John at the San Diego Botanical Garden about their corpse flower, which is getting ready to bloom. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, I, I'm honored to actually follow Brigitte. I knew her before she was a big deal, too. So, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> and she's speaking for you this morning because, uh, well, she was going to speak for me, but she was already booked with you, and so I was going to have her speak at the garden. So since she's not, I'm going to. So at 1 o'clock, I'm going to talk about ancient plant wisdom, about fall and winter gardening at the garden. And it's a big weekend. We have a big uh, fall festival we're having Day of the Dead stuff, Dia de los Muertos, and we have mariachis at 2 o'clock. But the big deal is the corpse flower is growing every single day. It's uh, Yesterday it grew two inches, and it looks like probably going to go into full bloom Monday and Tuesday. And so uh, the garden, we're normally closed on Tuesday, but we're going to be open especially because uh, we want people to see this corpse flower. And uh, it's just very cool. And one of our junior visitors named it Jack Smellington. So that's kind of appropriate. <laughs> now, they don't necessarily have to see it, right? They just have to walk near it. Yeah, just walk by. Okay. And, and the, it, it will reach out and, and waft to you. Will, so, uh, will you be providing nose plugs? Or is that you have uh, to bring your own? 
I think people have their own, you know, the thumb and forefinger can just uh, kind of close off the nostrils until they go by. But uh, it looks very, very cool. And we have a, a junior one that's following behind this one. So I'm thinking maybe three weeks from now, three and a half weeks, we'll have another one. Uh, but the quorum wasn't as big on that one. So the one that's going into bloom this coming week is a, a much nicer specimen. It's great. And by the way, I was up at Poway last week, and your Amorphophallus titanum is very, very nice, by the way. Thank you very much. I've given it extra food this year, and it has responded well. I am sorry for taking your call so late, John, but we're up against a break. Thanks for calling, and you are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KAPRZ. We'll be back with more and Mark right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. People came from miles around. Oh. Everyone That's our cue. We're back. We are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KPRZ. You are listening to David Ross and George Allman. Ken and Mark, I thought we're sleeping in. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. But apparently Mark is not sleeping in. Mark is up early. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I, I When you guys are on the radio, I, I can't sleep. You know that. I appreciate that. But I thought Aww. that was yeah. when you were in a different time zone. I thought, you know, you'd already be up because well, of the because of the different yeah. well, time No, no. Zone. I like to listen to you guys because, you know, you're so informative. And and quite frankly, you know, George is just, he's, he's easy to listen to. <laughs> but I am not. Well, I my well, we appre- I, I, appre- be, I appreciate that. I used to be easy to listen to, but now I grade on you. Now he's an old gruff man. No, no. Well, how you doing, Mark? So, how's everything going? Everything's good. Things are good. How about I didn't you? Listen to the be- no, not too bad, thank you. I didn't listen to the beginning of the show because I couldn't get it on my my internet. Here isn't very good, so I don't know what's going on. At any rate, um, so what, what class do we have in Point Loma today? Is it is it color or is it uh, vegetables? In in Point Loma, it is Josh teaching San Diego fall oh. veggies. Oh, very good. Okay. And then you have a class with Bridgette? Right. So both both stores are doing some fall vegetable, winter vegetable uh, classes. Very timely. Yeah. Uh-oh. So his internet Flex, doesn't sorry. work. No, your your phone. You were yeah. you were disappearing. You're I'll garbling. You guys, I, yeah, I know. It's just at any rate. Well, great job, fellas, and I'll talk to you when I talk to you. All right, All right Mark. Take care. Thanks for thanks for calling. Alrighty. Talk to you soon. No, no problem. Bye. Bye bye. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888 344 1170. This emergency phone call I was getting that I was trying to figure out what it was is apparently something I was calling this morning trying to oh, I see. access. And they, right. I don't know who I called. It must be an old number. Um, so it's all it's all figured out. Well, you were, you, were, you were so occupied that you weren't mouthing the words to Ricky Nelson, which is odd because you're always singing it when we come back from the break, as I am as well. But using David and odd in the same sentence is it's common. common. It's, yeah. it's common. It's, uh, can, we, can we talk about my not green thumb and pomegranates now? Or now is it too we can. Late for let's, that? let's get into pomegranates. Um, we had a call yesterday at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway about unsweet or tart pomegranates. And... There's a couple of reasons that that could be that I can think of. Well, the first would be it's a variety that is 
unsweet or tart, such as wonderful or Which something. is the most popular and right. commonly sold and available variety is wonderful, which is a little on the tart side. Right. But question two was, how do I know when they're ripe? Color, I would say. Absolutely agreed. And that's why I brought in pomegranates this morning to well, show you. Well, hang on, hang on. You, when you say you brought them in. To show you right. from the seat of my car downstairs in the parking lot, nowhere near where we are. Okay. But it's radio, so they wouldn't have seen them anyway. So we could have pretended that they were we on the counter. We could just describe. Here. We could. Okay. Go ahead. Describe them. Well, they're kind of red. <laughs> not, not all of them. Was that helpful? Very useful. Well, the most. Uh, let's go to the most common and most popular variety, which, which is, is... Wonderful. Yeah. Almost ubiquitous, but not quite. Right. Um, and the coloration goes from red. And a lot of people, as soon as they start turning red, which has probably been for a couple of months now want to harvest them because they're red, and pomegranates, when they are red, they are ripe. But they go from a, I'm not sure what color red, to a bluish red. They, they, when they are ripe, they have a red that's on the bluish, lavender, Pur- purplish side. Purplish, dark, very dark red. Burgundy, side of, of red. And that is when they are starting to be in their bestest form and taste. Have you noticed that? I have, and, and unfortunately, sometimes they'll start splitting if you're not there in time, or rodents will get them. That's another indicator. Right. When you start seeing a few split, then they typically are ripe. But because they bloom sequentially, they, they don't all bloom at the same time, you have fruit in different stages, stages of ripeness. And earlier in the season, you'll see the the darker ones will show up against the lighter ones Earlier, it'll be easier to tell. I was noticing yesterday afternoon when I was harvesting for you, George, um, well, and everybody, and the other 12 people that are listening, um, that most of the tree is starting to look fairly ripe now. It's harder to differentiate between the the different colors. The juvenile and the mature? I remember a customer when I was, before we even opened the nursery in Poway, they wanted a red rose. And I showed her Olympiad, which was, I think, a... 84 introduction by Jackson and Perkins, but she didn't want a red rose that was on the orange side of red, like Olympiad. She wanted one that was on the blue side of red, like Mr. Lincoln or Oklahoma or those. And that was my first introduction into the orange side of red and the blue side of red. I never, ever thought about it That's because you're a guy, and guys typically don't. I, I never would even have considered it, but now anytime somebody asks me about red, I automatically respond with, is that on the blue side of red or the orange side of red? You break out a paint wheel and, and go across the colors? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I should carry one. You I should. should carry one. We should have one from um, Brzee paint or something. And different varieties. There are many different varieties, and some don't color up at all. The fruit is almost uh, white with a blush pink or kind of the yellowish color on the outside. That like, the, much like your finger. Like the pith is on the inside. And, yes. and the inside of the fruit also, the, the, the arils, the, the piece that we actually eat that has the seed inside it, there's a lot of color variation in those too, depending on the variety, right? So you have some sweets and eversweets that are a lot lighter in color. Yes. Which are probably better if you have young children. They're and not anywhere near as messy as a wonderful. They don't, and the juice doesn't stain on those. Right. And they ripen much earlier because they are sweeter or less tart to begin with, so they... Uh, can be harvested. Not only do they not look ripe, um, but it's months earlier than the current wonderful and granadas that are ripening now. At least where you are. At least where I am. When I'm assisting folks looking at, I'll ask them what variety they're interested in. And many folks don't know that there are a large number of different varieties. And as you know, there are a lot of defining characteristics that make them different, whether it's the sweetness, the tartness, the color of the juice, the staining of the juice, like the wonderful versus a sweet, the size of the seed and the hardness of the seed that's inside. Now, now, before, when I was not paying attention to you and I was looking at my phone, did you differentiate between arrow and seed? I said the arrow's the fleshy part with the seed inside it. I think I said that. I may not have. And the seed? The seed is the, the seed, black or sometimes white. The heart center hard of that piece arrow. Of it inside, right. Is the actual not, seed. Isn't that how we would do it? That's how I would and do it. And we got a seedling pomegranate from a customer that had super hard seeds, which I really enjoy because I like the crunch right. of a good hard seed. But if you have tender dental work, 
it probably wouldn't be the best for your teeth. And, and that probably one is a actually, dentist wouldn't like that. That one is thriving right now in our yard. I, I made some cuttings of that particular variety. And I think well, I gave you one. I don't know if you've kept it alive or not. Sweet, ever sweet. Um, I, we weren't talking about that right now. We were talking about <laughs> something else. Um, I have a seedling that has its first ripe fruit on it at home, and I did not pick it for this today's. This is the, the one I gave you? or the no, one? No, oh, no, a seed, no. actual is, seedling. I've had, yeah, I have some of those This well. was a, uh, I'm a guessing a bird because it was right next to the my arbor. Got it. And I dug it up and moved it to another location. And so I'm going to have, it looks, it's ripening now. It's different in color. It's not turning to the blue side of purple. It might be the newest, trendiest pomegranate out there. The Davinsky? The Davinsky Davinsky Code. There we go. Looking forward to it. If you are thinking about a good fruit for fall or a fruit tree, the pomegranates will come in potted in about another month. Mid to late, probably late November, and there are so many different varieties now. When I started in the nursery business, it was wonderful. That was it. You could right. get a wonderful pomegranate, and they're they're very drought tolerant, and they do very well. I mean, you'll get more fruit by by giving it a little water, but they can take some drought if you have to back off a little. Tom bit. Spellman told me not to water them ever, and that I don't like. I think that's a little excessive in right. the drought tolerant. You know, I hear the the music, which means we are coming to the end of another hour of wonderful garden talk. Auto talk. The auto guys will be coming up next. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.